0: Hey, what is up, everybody? John Albert Ferguson here with Legendary Closer Radio, and I'm super excited for this episode. I'm actually really, really stoked because I found a survey that's driving me wild, and I think you're going to want to listen to this. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort. How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery. And in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Okay, everybody. So right here back at you, I wanted to tell you I've been doing a lot of research on sales teams and over the last 18 years, I have had an opportunity to work with some phenomenal sales influencers in the business today. And one of the things is, is that I like to find surveys. I like to conduct my own surveys. I take inventory of my own abilities. And what actually is going on in my own personal sales process, especially when it comes down to scripting. And I found this survey online and the survey actually asked over 300 quota carrying sales professionals, individuals that they have to meet a quota in order to keep their job. Now, I am not the guy who likes a quota. Now, I don't know if you guys are either. I actually perform less when there's a quota and I don't actually get the results that I want to. But I wanted to bring this survey to light because a lot of the things they're talking about in here are just astronomically strange to me. So let's get right into the questions. And I want to kind of tell you about The top activities that are actually facing salespeople today, at least the ones that they interviewed, okay? So the first one that they interview people, 26% are having a problem with opportunity pursuit. What they claim is, is that creating competitive differentiation, meaning that they're different from their competitors, right? Like if you have to say you're different from your competitors, there's already an issue. (laughs) All right. 14% have a problem with prospecting. 22% exploring needs, like adding value and insight in a customer's conversation. Like how are they able to find out the needs, the wants, and the desires of the actual person they're talking to. And that one is one that I actually just want to pull my hair out because it's actually better questions. Like if you have been on this podcast and you have been listening to what I've been teaching you, it comes right down to not taking the first surface question for the answer they're giving you and digging quite a bit deeper. Okay, let's move on. I don't want to like dig deeper into that one just yet. So next up is consistency in executing meetings as an effective team. So when it comes down to team selling or when you are selling to like a board of directors or to a group of individuals, how do you monetize the team and how they work? 26% of people are having a challenge with that. 17% are uh, maintaining profitability, right? Negotiating, that's more of a negotiation tactic. Here's the big one. The biggest number on this board is 31% of people have a problem with closing. And in the world of closing, keeping a competitive edge against competing on low-cost providers. Okay, seriously? You're trying to compete with a low-cost provider? Okay, and 31%, that's the biggest number up there. 31% of them say that they can't close because they're competing with low-cost providers. Holy, I, I don't even know what to say yet. I know what to say. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm sure to you guys who are listening to this, you're going to catch on real quickly that there is no competition with low-cost providers. It doesn't matter what the cost is. People will pay more for convenience. People pay more for experience, and they're willing to invest more when it becomes ease of use. When you eliminate a part of their life that is a stressor, and you provide a solution that creates value in the form of ease of use, or you create value in the form of pleasure, that 31% disappears. Low cost providers cannot compete when it comes down to delivering better experience. I hope you guys took notes on that because that is like gold. And then obviously expanding accounts, like taking current accounts and then becoming a trusted advisor in the eyes of your prospect. So anyways, here it is. I'm just going to dive right in. And this might be a multiple episode thing here where I dive into this survey, but just off the top, I'm going to give you the very first question. And for anyone here, that is listening, if you guys want to participate in this, if you go to legendarycloserradio.com, you can actually go to our podcast page, and on the page, down at the bottom, there's a place where you can ask a question. If you guys want to, you can actually participate in these questions as well, and give me answers. Just let me know you are giving an answer to this question, and if I get that answer, and we get enough people who have answered, I'll play you, the individual who asked this question, or the individual who gave the statement, I'll put your uh, voice on the radio. We'll make you famous for And uh, we'll actually discuss that challenge, maybe that you're having, and we can actually get real, 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 real here with you on Legendary Close Radio. Okay, so here's the first question they're asking over 300 salespeople: What will be your biggest challenge in creating a strategy to win an important piece of business? What's your biggest challenge? Like, what is the one thing that is gonna keep you from winning business? And I want you guys to think about that. Like, what's the one thing that would keep you from winning business? You see, when I first got involved with selling and, and high-ticket closing, I didn't really have a strategy. I remember first off, when I got onto a really good big account, my first big account, I just wanted to get on the phone, start talking to people and selling them, quote unquote, right? I wanted to tell them all the benefits that I wanted them to buy from me. And it was a cause and the reason for me struggling for over three months. Like I collected a paycheck, five bucks an hour, I think it was, well, was by 5.25 an hour or something like that. I just dated myself. But I actually was earning a, Hourly wage because the floor that I was working with, the call team that I, I was with, they would pay you a minimum wage, kind of like a, a waiter, like a server. I could have probably worked at like a restaurant and made more in tips than I did on the sales team just because I sucked so bad in the beginning of my selling. But I didn't really have a strategy and I struggled because of that. And I really didn't have a well thought out plan when it came down to strategy. Like nowadays, though, we have like a system and a process in place. But back then, it would just hop on the phones, talk to people, ask a few questions and offer, right? you know, pitch the offer. And then hopefully I can overcome objections by benefit bashing and make a bunch of money, right? That was all I hung on to. And I starved for over three months just because I sucked at sales, like truly sucked at sales. And I struggled until I started to listen and started asking the right questions. And so this question right here, a particular part of like my beginning to become successful in sales. This is like one of the reasons why I actually was able to level up so quickly in sales was because I I built a strategy out of suffering, right? Strategies from suffering. Um, No one wants to do that. And so I don't want you to have to do that. But so what I'm saying is the 26% of the individuals surveyed for this question said that creating a competitive differentiation was the most difficult thing that they had in creating a strategy for their sale. 26% 26% and then I'm going to give you the rest of the group, but I want to hit that one home because if they're having an issue, most likely you're having an issue with it. And I think it's a big deal. Like I think that in most sales trainings today, no one really gives you a strategy. They give you tips. They give you tactics. They share what's new. They talk trash about the old ways. And like I said, a lot of the old things do work. It's how you use those things. Okay. I don't want you to discredit all of the sales training that you've ever received because you have got some probably really good training and you have learned some things, but you may have also picked up some bad habits that are making you struggle. And we have to overcome some of those things. And I hope by this podcast, we can do that, but creating a competitive differentiation, the difference in you as and your product and your business and your corporation or whatever you're selling, how do you do that? Like, what's your strategy for that? is the number one thing on the salespeople's minds in order to succeed. And I have found that to be the case in everything that I've done. Next up on the survey, the answer was helping create a case for change. 22% of salespeople cannot create a case for change. They don't have a compelling why behind them on how to create a compelling case for change. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, it's three levels deep. For those of you guys who haven't listened to the podcast or talk about questions and going really deep on questions, and if you have not done that, you might want to pause this episode, no joke, go listen to that one, come back right here, because you're going to understand what three levels deep means. All right, you twist my arm, I'll give it to you. What it means is, is we have to go below the surface of what their initial answer is in order to find out what their core needs and desires are. What is that internal reason for change? The answer is right there. Okay, helping create a case for change has nothing to do with you or your product or your solution or your service or your abilities as a closer it has 100% to do with the client. And when you know how to extract that internal desire from your client, you will not have to worry about that creating a case for change. Change will happen. It happens because you know their internal desire and you can actually modify your pitch to them. (laughs) Anyways, guys, I'm getting excited about this. Um, The 12% of the salespeople that we have on the survey have a challenge accessing the senior decision makers. Now, a lot of you aren't in like B2B sales where you've got to get through a couple of different assistants to move on up the ladder to like the CEO or the CFO. So we're going to bring it down to where most of my listeners are. That's a husband. That's a spouse. That is sometimes an an assistant or a virtual assistant getting to the influencer, getting directly to the client that you want to have. It could be a subject matter expert. It could be a guru uh, who's built a name for themselves. And you want to get to that person or at least to the person that manages their sales process. And what I found, I'm going to give you a tip. If you get to the person who manages their sales, most likely they won't call you back because if you're better than they are, think about it. Why in the world would they want to hire out themselves? Okay. So we talk about how to present yourself to the sales manager or the sales president of the company that you're working with. But for those of you who are network marketing, direct sales, selling coaching for yourself or for another influencer, another guru out there, the spouse or the business partner is pretty much the only authority figure you have to worry about. But again, The typical tactics that are out there are not working. They're not getting that person involved or you get a challenge to having that person on the the line and you don't know how to overcome it. That has to be a priority because without that person, you're literally setting up a one-legged table or a one-legged chair and you know how well that wobbles, right? Anyways, the next one is 12 of the salespeople answered that driving alignment among the decision makers is one of their biggest things. So like you do have a a husband and a wife on the phone. You do have spouses there. You do have a business partner on the line and they're there together, but being able to get their core values together or their core decision-making process is out of whack. Those four answers to that question are solved by asking the right questions. I'll say it again. Those four concerns that salespeople have are answered by having the proper process to ask the right questions and then modifying that into your sales copy as a script. Yes, a script should be well-written, well-rehearsed sales copy. Yeah, should be. So addressing each one of these to have a strategy as a salesperson is very important. If your company doesn't have a strategy, if you're working as an independent, a lot of the, the people that listen to us are independent closers, you have to spend some time coming up with a strategy, you have to spend some time developing your scripting. And a lot of times it is based on personality type, a lot of times, you have to be able to have the ability to draw out what differences somebody might need, you have to have the ability to help them understand that your product and solution is the only case for change, you have to have the ability to get all of the decision makers on the phone without sounding weird and, you know, Hey, get your wife on the phone. Hey, get your husband on the phone. Hey, get your partner on the phone. You have to be able to uh, create that alignment quickly. And then once they are on the phone, your sales process needs to make sure that you're getting buy-in from both of the decision makers so that you orchestrating the sale can do it well. Okay. That's it for today's episode, guys. This was a fun one. I've got several more because we've got one, two, three, four, five. We've got like 10 more questions that I want to cover. But in this episode, I want you guys to really focus. This is more of like a training and educational episode because for me, it changed everything. Now that I have a strategy in place, now that I have proper scripting in place, now that I know how to include all the decision makers and have them completely aligned, even before we show up for our appointment, it's changed everything for me. It's made the sales process simple. What took an hour only takes 20 minutes in one of those initial phone calls. And so thank heavens for the struggle that I went through to be able to do that. And I'm very lucky to be able to share these things with you guys. So anyways, hope you have a fantastic day. Go out there and crutch it, you legendary closers. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot. And that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? That's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Theory for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q-F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, Subscribe and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.